This week's parasha, Parashat Korach, can be looked at from various vantage points. We are going to try to continue in what we've been doing in Parshiot Bemidbar and try to look at Parashat Korach from the larger vantage point and its place within Sefer Bemidbar in general, while dealing with some of the details within the parasha as well. Uh, this being the case, we have to look, at times we'll have to look previous to Parashat Korach and to Parashat Shlach, and at times after Parashat Korach and the Parashat Chukat. And indeed from there we'll, we'll begin in order to raise our first question. Parashat Chukat, we are told by Chazal that we have quantum leaped 38 years into the future. Dor Hamidbar died out, as was decreed upon them in last week's Parsha Parashat Shlach. And Perakaf, Pasuk Aleph, Vayavo B'nei Yisrael Kol Ha'idamidbar Tzin already is discussing the new generation that's in the 40th year, that is going to go into Eretz Yisrael, not the ones who left Mitzrayim. A new generation. That being the case, that suddenly a new generation arose and the decree took place, we would have maybe expected that Parashat Shlach should have led directly into Parashat Chukat. In other words, as soon as the Gzerah was decreed, that Bnei Yisrael were not going to go into Eretz Yisrael, but rather they were going to die out in the Midbar. Bnei Yisrael's failed attempt to conquer Eretz Yisrael, despite God's decree, would have been described, and then immediately, straight into Parashat Chukat. 38 years of radio silence. There was a decree, and it happened, a new generation arises. Instead, we have in the middle, the end of Parashat Shlach and Parashat Korach. Let's focus on Parashat Korach for a minute and understand why this question is of even greater significance. There are two claims, at least, uh, as to Moshe's leadership and his decisions in Parshat Korach. The first one being about the Kuhna. Who gave you the right to be in charge? And Moshe explaining their claim, There is a claim on the Kuhuna. There is a claim as to the hierarchy within Shevet Levi. Moshe is the leader. Aharon is the Kohen. And then Korach personally had a claim that him being the son of Kehat's second son, Yitzhar, should have been at least the, the Nasi of Shevet Levi. And that also, it was, he was passed over and it was given to someone in, in, lower, in the lower level of the family. This being the case that it's about the, the, the Kehuna and the Leviyah, the Ibn Ezra makes a very logical comment and says, this story doesn't take place here. Chronologically, the story of Korach takes place sometime earlier on in the Midbar, when all these different levels within Shevet Levi were determined. Who's the leader? Who's the Kohen? Who's the Nasi? And when Korach was left out, then he made his rebellion. If that's the case, then we really have a question here. Why is Parshat Korach put here in between the decree in Parshat Shlach of not going into the entire Israel and Parshat Chukat, where, where the new generation indeed arises. 
The Ramban disagrees with uh, with Ibn Ezra, and the Ramban in general believes that parshiot, unless explicitly stated, are written in their chronological order. But besides that, the Ramban explains logically. It's true that Korach had a claim against Moshe and Aaron's decision earlier, but at the time, he realized he wouldn't be able to garner the support necessary to make a rebellion against Moshe and Aaron. But after all that transpired in the Midbar, starting with starting with the Tavera, and starting with the Mitavim, and finally, of course, reaching Chetam Eraglim and the, the fact that B'nai Israel were decreed that they were not going into Eretz Israel, Korach seized the opportunity. He seized the opportunity, and he seizes the opportunity that Moshe is now at a weak point. His leadership is not very popular now, and now is the time for a rebellion. Okay, so if we accept the Ramban's approach. Um, then we understand why Parshat Korach is here. It's chronologically in place. Nonetheless, there's something here about Parshat Korach which we're going to see is that it is what we would call in halachic terminology the Makebepatish of Dora Midbar. It is the last dying kick of Dora Midbar. If we think that they reached the low in Parashat Shlach, when it was decreed upon them that they were not going into Eretz Yisrael, and it was decreed upon them that they were going to die in the Midbar, and if we thought that was the lowest low, Parashat Korach shows that they went even lower. And for this now, in order to understand this, we have to go back to Parashat Shlach. Because the end of Parashat Shlach is very interesting and, and surprising. The beginning of Parashat Shlach we're all familiar with and we all know that it takes place and, we, and this was discussed in last week's Parsha, the Chet HaMeraglim. Chet HaMeraglim. B'nai Yisrael are decreed that they're not going into Eretz Yisrael and they're going to die in Midbar as we stated. Immediately after that the Torah goes into several Parshiot which questions that we've discussed in the past seem to belong in Sefer Vayikra. Korbanot, Minachot, Nesachim, Chala, Chala is not a korban, it seems to more relate to Sefer Dvarim, which talk about Trumot Masrot. Or at least to the end of Parshat Korach, which also discusses Trumot Masrot. From then on in, we have two more Parshat of Korbanot, Korban Chatat of the Tzibur, Korban Chatat of the individual. And then we have the Mekoshesh, and we have Parshat Tzitzit. The parshiot that trouble me more are, of course, the parshiot of the korbanot and why they are placed here in Sefer Bemidbar. So here we go, at the beginning at least, we'll go with Rashi. The first pasuk, right after Chet HaMeraglim in last week's parsha, V'yadabar Hashem HaMoshe Leimor, Perek Tedvav, Pesukim Aleph Bet, Daber al-Bnei Yisrael ve'amartah lehem, Ki tavol al-Eretz Moshevotechem. And likewise, the parsha of Chala, Perak Tetvav Pasuk Yudzain Yudchet Vaydaber Hashem Moshe Lemor Daber Ben Yisrael VeAmartale and Bevoachem El Haaretz Asher Ani Meviet Chem Shama and Rashi comments on the first of the two Pesukim that I read that he was God was Mevaser to Ben Yisrael He told them you're going to Eretz Yisrael What does that mean you're going to Eretz Yisrael He just told them they're not going to Eretz Yisrael He told them that they're going to die in the Midbar 
What does it mean you're going to Eretz Yisrael? In the term, in, in in terms of their individual status, Bnei Israel are not going to Eretz Israel. But God is telling them, you are not individuals, you are part of Kal Israel. you are part of Knesset Israel. You are part of Am Israel, which is not a nation which is defined by time, it's an, etern- an eternal nation. And this eternal nation, which you are a part of, is going to Eretz Israel. not you, but your sons. God is trying to give an opening to Bnei Israel who are stuck in the Midbar. When we are punished with Galut, whether it's the Midbar, whether it's Galut Bavel, whether it's the Galut after Churban Bait Sheni, there is a tendency to give up hope and to shut down the relationship. And say, oh, if we're in Galut, if we have no Beit Mikdash, if we have no Eretz Yisrael, then we have nothing to live for. We have no reason to maintain the relationship with God. And God is saying, no, It's true that you're not going into Eretz Yisrael, but your children are going into Eretz Yisrael, and you are part of your children, and you are part of Am Yisrael, and you are part of Knesset Yisrael. And therefore... You must prepare your children for going into Eretz Yisrael. You have an educational role now to understand that despite the fact that you're not going into Eretz Yisrael, you can prepare your children for going into Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, you don't have to stop being part of Am Yisrael because you personally are not going to Eretz Yisrael. You have to take responsibility as a member of Klal Yisrael and educate your children and grandchildren who will go into Eretz Yisrael. Furthermore, that explains the two parshiot, the two first parshiot of Menachot and Esachim and Chala. You're going into Eretz Yisrael. Furthermore, we see two korbanot that are brought after that. We see the korban of Chatat of Tzibur, when the Tzibur is Oved Avodah Zarah, the Eida as a whole makes a mistake, and then the khatat of the individual. When the individual is Oved Avodah Now it's interesting to note the difference between these two parshiot. We have khatat sibur on, on, on the one hand, the public khatat, and the individual khatat. The individual khatat t- describes two situations. Vim nefesh achat If an individual person sins by accident, a shogeg. So what's, what are the ramifications? They bring a korban chatat. They bring a chatat, The individual can get kapara and slicha when they bring a chatat for their sin. Even if the sin is a very strict sin, it's just the sin of Odazara potentially, nonetheless, they bring a korban. If it's done by accident, they bring a korban chatat. But then the Torah describes furthermore, what if the person did it on purpose? If this individual, however, did this sin not by accident, but on purpose, then his, act, then his punishment is correct. He's cut off from the nation, he's cut off from God, he's finished. <coughs> 
we go back and look at the parasha of Chatat HaTzibor, when Am Yisrael as, as an entire Eidah bring a Chatat, we'll notice that one of those two situations described by the individual is missing. There's no discussion of the Tzibur being Mezid, about, of doing a transgression on purpose. And therefore, there's no discussion of the Tzibur being cut off. The only discussion is Shkaga. And the final pasuk of the, of the parasha of, of the chatat of the tzibur is v'nislach l'choladat v'nei Yisrael v'lagar gar betocham ki l'chalam b'shkaga It's a pasuk that we say on Yom Kippur in our tefillot. And the Torah is giving a very clear message to b'nei Yisrael who have just sinned as an entity, not as individuals, but as an entire nation. No matter what the nation does, no matter how low they sink, the nation is not cut off. The nation will always be viewed as if they sinned by accident, and they can always achieve atonement, and they can always maintain their relationship with God. Not so the individual. The individual who does purposely is cut off, and perhaps that is the placement of the parasha of the Mekoshesh immediately afterwards. An individual person who decided, he's out. If he's not going into Eretz Yisrael, he's not keeping the Torah anymore, he's Mechalel Shabbat, and B'nai Yisrael stoned him. He's out. But, the nation, they're not out. And finally, the, the last parasha, and the parasha is Parashat Tzitzit, I'd like to say, God grabs B'nai Yisrael by the clothing, and tells them, put Tzitzit on the clothing, don't ruin this relationship, with God because you're not going into Eretz Yisrael, because you're dying in the Midbar. Am Yisrael, Klal Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael is much bigger than the individual people that might be living at any given time. In other words, it is very possible that had B'nai Yisrael heeded this message of God, we'd have several more parshiot in the Torah where... It's this, where, where a relationship between... Am Yisrael, who sinned, who are not going into Eretz Yisrael, is maintained with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This potential existed. Here comes Parashat Korach. Parashat Korach is B'nai Yisrael's choice. When B'nai Yisrael are given the choice by God, you're going into Eretz Yisrael, you can educate the next generation for going into Eretz Yisrael, you can achieve kapara, you're going to be punished, but the relationship is not over. B'nai Yisrael answer was Parashat Korach. Now, as I mentioned before, Parashat Korach, there really are two groups. There are the Matayim Chamishim, Makrivei Ketoret, who are taking the... Um, the complaint specifically about the kihuna and why Aharon is entitled to the kihuna and not a larger circle of people, not them. And on the other hand, we have Datan Vaviram. Where Korach fits in all of this is very enigmatic, both in the Psukim and in Chazal. Chazal uh, notice the problematic Psukim where it's unclear where Korach ends up if he is burnt or swallowed by the earth. 
And, they, and there were different opinions, whether he was both, whether he was one of them, whether he was neither. Korach is a separate story. But the second group, in any case, is Datan Vaviram. And Datan Vaviram are very, very clear. They're not talking about the Kuna, they're not interested in the Kuna. And they say very clear words. In Perak Tetzayin, Parashat Korach, Perak Tetzayin, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Hama'at, Ki ha'elitanu me'eret zavat chalabud v'ash la'amiteinu b'amidbar, ki tistarer aleinu gam histarer. Af lo'al eret zavat chalabud v'ash havi otanu v'atitan lanu nachalat sadeh v'charem. V'charem. You took us out of a land of milk and honey, flowing with milk and honey. And this is the epitome of uh, of uh, chutzpah. Not only are they complaining that they were taken out of Mitzrayim, but they're calling Mitzrayim Eretz Zavat Chalavud Vash. So the Tanva Biram are complaining the the complaint of Bnei Israel throughout the Midbar. Throughout the Midbar, Bnei Israel complain about this. About, why did you take us out of Mitzrayim? And Bnei Israel make a very clear choice here. When they're given the opportunity to do tshuva after Chet HaMaraglim, not to be freed of the punishment, but to maintain a relationship with God, they reject that possibility. And they go back to the old refrain, which started at Kriyat Yamsuf, continued after Kriyat Yamsuf, and very and much more strongly in Sefer Bamidbar, where we first saw in Parshat Baalotcha, we remember Zacharnu Tadagash, Arnochabu Mitzrayim Chinam, we remember the fish in Mitzrayim, we remember the good food in Mitzrayim. And then in Parshat Meraglim, Nitna Rosh Venashuva Mitzrayim, let's make a new leader and go back to Mitzrayim. And finally here, the Tanva Aviram calling Mitzrayim, Eretz Zavat Chalavudvash, B'nai Israel have constantly complained about leaving Mitzrayim, constantly wanted to, maybe not constantly, but have even raised to the point of the complaint of wanting to go back to Mitzrayim, yearning for Mitzrayim. In that sense, in Parashat Korach, Bnei Yisrael really hit rock bottom. Not in Parashat Meraglim, in Parashat Shlach, where they're decreed that they will not go back, they will not go to Eretz Yisrael, but they will die in the Midbar, but in Parashat Korach. Because in Parashat Korach, they become Mitzrayim. And this will will display momentarily. The Tanda Aviram complain about Mitzrayim, 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 Eretz Zavad Chalavudvash. And finally, what is their punishment? They're swallowed up by the earth. If we examine the Psukim, revolving around the swallowing up of the earth, we'll discover a, an amazing thing. If we just look logically, there is a physical resemblance between the punishment of being swallowed up by the earth and Kriyat Yamsuf. In both, we're talking about a giant of nature opening up, Kriyat Yamsuf, it's the Yam, here it's the earth, a giant of nature opening up and swallowing the bad guy, if you will. In Kriyat Yamsuf, of course, the bad guy are the Mitzrim. The bad guy is the is Mitzrayim. And here, the Tanva Viram and, and, 
and their entire camp, their children, their wives, their property. But beyond that physical comparison, there's also a very striking literary comparison in the Psukim. We'll go through one one. At Kriya Yamsuf we read the following Shmot Yudalud Pasuk Tadzain Vata Harem et Matcha Unte et Yadcha Alayam Uvka Ehu Open up the Yam, rip open the Yam. In Pasukaf Aleph and Shmot Vayasem et Hayam Lecharava Vayibakau Hamaim The waters were ripped open. Likewise, in the Tanvaviram, in our Parsha and Parshat Korach, Perak Tadzain Pasuk Lamed Aleph Vatibaka ha'adama asher tachtehem. The same verb, vatibaka, the the land opened up or ripped up underneath them. Similarly, we find the verb lechasot to cover in both places. Vayichasu et harechev et haparashim lo nishar bahem adechad. In Shmot Yudal pasuk afchet. We read that the waters covered up the chariots and the riders, and not one remained. And in Parshat Korach, Pasuk Lamed Gimel, Vatechas Alehem Haaretz Vayovdu Mitoch HaKahal. The ground covered them up, and they were gone from, from, the, from the community. All their property was destroyed with them. Again, the verb vayachas to cover in both places. Bnei Israel are not exempt from punishment here. It's true that they don't get swallowed up by the earth. They weren't as rebellious as the Tanvaviram, but somewhere they supported the Tanvaviram. And therefore, they too are part of the punishment. And here we see it in a different verb. Nas. To run away. Bayomer Mitzrayim, Anusa Mipnei Yisrael. Umitzrayim, Nasim Likrato. Mitzrayim want to run away. They're trying to run away from the waters. They're trying to run away from God, who's destroying them in Kriyat Yamsuf. And in Korach, the Tanvaviram don't run away. They're swallowed up by the earth. But B'nai Yisrael and Pasuk Lamedalad run away. V'chol Yisrael asher sevivotehem nasu lekolam ki amru pentiv la'enu ha'aretz. B'nai Yisrael understand they're not so clean of sin and they run away too just like the Egyptians did because they realize that they're in danger as well. We asked the question initially, what is Parashat Korach doing here? Why is this taking B'nai Israel a step further beyond Chet HaMeraglim? If in Chet HaMeraglim, B'nai Israel are told, not only will you not go into Eretz Israel, you will not move forward, you will die in the Midbar, you will stay in the same place, in Parashat Korach, B'nai Yisrael finally get what they wanted. B'nai Yisrael don't want to be in the Midbar. They don't want to be in Eretz Yisrael. They want to go back to Mitzrayim. 
Kadosh Baruch Hu says to Am Yisrael, you want to go back to Mitzrayim? You want to be the Mitzrayim? I'll give you Mitzrayim. And God gives this tremendous ot of the opening up of the earth and swallowing the Tanvaviram and, and their people and making Bnei Yisrael run away, they finally reached the status of Mitraim. You wanted Mitraim so badly, you got Mitraim. Mitraim were swallowed up by the Yam, you'll be swallowed up by the earth. Mitraim ran away from the Yam, you will run away from the earth. Bnei Yisrael achieved their desire and their wish and their complaint throughout the Midbar, and here they've really hit rock bottom. Because they don't come to terms with their sin, they persist in their sin, even after Chetamer Aglim, because we are adopting the Ramban's approach that Korach chronologically did happen after Chetamer Aglim, and they finally get their wish. They don't die in the Midbar, they get to be Mitzrayim, they get to run away from the giant of nature, and be swallowed by it, in, some, in, in, the, in the case of Datan Vaviram, or at least run away from it. And in that sense, there's one more comparison between the two parshiot. In Kriya Yamsuf, it's Yadu Mitzrayim Ki Ani Hashem. The Mitzrayim, the Egyptians understand who God is through the, the great miracle of Kriya Yamsuf. And here, in Perak Tetzayin Pasuk Havchet, Moshe says, Bizot Tedun Ki Hashem Shalchani. Moshe says, from this you will know that God sent me. Moshe's status as God's faithful servant is fully established in Parashat Korach because he is able to, through God's hand, make an ot similar to Kriya Yamsuf. It's very tragic what we're describing here. Parashat Korach Bnei Israel lose the final opportunity that's given to them in the end of Parashat Shlach to maintain a relationship with Kadosh Baruch Hu. They continue complaining, they continue wanting to go back to Mitzrayim, and they get the fate of the Mitzrayim. And in the end of the Parsha, they say, not the end of the Parsha, the end of the story, Vayomru Bnei Yisrael Moshe Leymar, Hen gavanu avadnu, kulanu avadnu, kol hakarev hakarev amishkan Hashem yamu, taim tamnu ligvoa. Bnei Yisrael understand that their fate is only death. And after this we have one more parasha in Parashat Korach. Again there is mitzvot at the end of Parashat Korach, just like there were mitzvot at the end of Parashat Shlach, but this time there's one major difference. The mitzvot are not said to B'nai Israel anymore. B'nai Israel are not given the opportunity anymore to fix themselves. At the end of Parashat Shlach, there were mitzvot given to B'nai Israel. But here God limits the scope of the mitzvot. The mitzvot are not for B'nai Israel. Vayomer Hashem el Aharon. Vaydaber Hashem el Aharon. Vilivnei Levi. Vaydaber Hashem el Moshe Lemor vel Halvim tedaber. God realizes at this point there's no one to talk to. B'nai Yisrael have rejected their option for tshuva. He can only talk to a very, very minimal segment of the population, the Kohanim and the Levim, who will maintain their relationship with God. 
And this is indeed the last communication for this generation. And from here, we, as we said at the beginning of the year, at the outset of the year, we move into Parashat Chukat, and we move into the next generation. Bnei Yisrael were given an opportunity, even after Chet Aglim, to maintain a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but they rejected it. They demanded to go back to Mitzrayim, they demanded the fate of Mitzrayim, and finally in Parashat Korach, they received the fate of the Mitzrayim. They get a mini version of Kriya Yamsuf in Kriyat Adama and the Bikiyah of the Adama, the land opening up. And that is the fate that's reserved for them. And from here we have to move into Parashat Chukat and essentially start from scratch. The generation has declared themselves uninterested in educating their sons, uneducated, uninterested in, in maintaining a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore there's nothing more to say about them. There is a sharp movement into quantum leap into 38 years into the future. There's no more interest in the generation that 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 left Mitzrayim. They have nothing to add from us, and from here we have to start a new beginning. And Parashat Chukat is a new beginning with new failures, but a little bit more optimistic failures that are more correctable. And that generation that will make its mistakes will be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. And that's the optimistic note on which we can end this year. Shabbat Shalom.